0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb. A special warm welcome to any guests or visitors joining us on this rather cold morning. We've gotten so spoiled by a mild fall that this feels like quite a contrast. Well, it is the second to last Sunday after Trinity, which means, of course, next Sunday is the last Sunday. And as we come to these final Sundays of the Trinity season and of this church year, we're looking at the last things. That is the return of Jesus. And so at this time, I'll direct your attention to the inside of the back cover of your bulletin, where we have a summary of the readings for today's service. Behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, we read in Daniel 7. The Lord Jesus will return in glory on the last day with all his holy angels. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Those on his left will be cast into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For they rejected Christ by failing to receive and support his brethren, that is, the preachers of the gospel. But those on his right will inherit the kingdom prepared for them from the foundation of the world. For they received and supported his brethren and believed what they preached. We believe in the promise of Christ's coming, even even if it is delayed because of his long-suffering mercy. Conducting ourselves in godliness, knowing that this fallen creation will soon pass away, we look forward to new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Our service this day is the Order of Matins that begins on page 219. And just a brief note regarding the additional psalm as you see it in the bulletin. There was a formatting issue that for some odd reason I could not reconcile, and so you have the the beginning of the second verse of that psalm kind of hanging out there in the space if you look at it. So where it says, blessed are the undefiled in the way, that is actually the beginning of the second verse of the additional psalm for this day. So just note that, and, uh, and Hannah knows that, and she'll make it clear in the chant tone as we come to that place. With that being said, we'll now sing our first hymn. The Old Testament reading for the second to last Sunday after Trinity is from Daniel, chapter 7. As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, and his hair, the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousands served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. And to him was given dominion and, and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Be, God. The epistle is from Second Peter, chapter three. Know this first of all But by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, We are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to the one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. O Lord, have mercy upon us grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The sheep and the goats. It is an image that stands out in our minds. Of all the images Jesus gives us about his return, the dividing of the sheep from the goats is simple and clear. The sheep are believers, those who have the God-given gift of faith in Jesus. The goats are unbelievers, those who have rejected Christ as Lord and Savior. The sheep are told, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The goats are told, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. This is what will happen when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his angels with him. It is a picture of judgment. For Christ's sheep, the last day is a day of ultimate, unbridled joy. The final fulfillment of all God's promises in Christ Jesus. The warfare is over. Eternal rest, eternal peace, and perfection have come, and they will never depart. For the goats, the last day is a day of bitter woe. The final and never-ending condemnation for their rejection of Christ and his grace. Now, did you notice that the goats go to the place that was originally prepared for the devil and all his evil angels? The reason for this is clear. In rejecting Christ, the unbelieving goats allied themselves with the original unbeliever, Satan. Therefore, the goats go with him and his demons into eternal fire. It is a stark picture. Blessed sheep, cursed goats. But it begs the question, how does a sheep become a sheep? how does a goat become a goat? And what's the deal with that list of good deeds done by the sheep that are not done by the goats? Well, let's find out. First, those sheep. How does one become a sheep? Well, we would do well to remember that none of us began life as sheep. From the moment of conception, we were all goats, unbelievers, sinners. King David confessed this truth when he said, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. St. Paul spoke of our original sin when he wrote to the church in Ephesus, saying, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins. And so also to the church in Rome when he declared, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So then, how does one become a sheep? Well, God the Father makes sheep sheep. Out of goats, What that means is that your Heavenly Father took you a goat and made you into a sheep, but in order for this new creation to take place, His law had to be fulfilled and His holy and just punishment for all sin had to be executed. Therefore, it is fitting that the one who would accomplish both would be called the Lamb of God. Jesus Christ, the Son of God and Son of Man, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence, he will come to judge the living and the dead. So we confess in the Creed, as we are taught by the Scriptures. The prophet Daniel, in the Old Testament lesson, he speaks of the ascension of Christ and the final judgment. Here again what he said in the Spirit. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man, Jesus. And he came to the ancients of days, God the Father, and was presented before him. And to him, to Jesus, was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Dear sheep of God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did everything necessary to make you a sheep. He fulfilled God's law when you could not. He bore your sin to make you righteous. He bore your shame to bring you into the glory of heaven. He died your death that you might live forever, and he rose from the dead so that you would rise with him. He set you free from sin, death, and Satan for all eternity, and he accomplished this and fulfilled all things. Glory be to Jesus. Nevertheless, I still have not told you how he delivered all these heavenly benefits to you personally. It's really quite simple. So simple that, while well, we're tempted to scoff at it. Christ Jesus gave you all his eternal gifts, full pardon for sin, everlasting life and salvation from the devil, by his word. By his word, joined to water and holy baptism, God made you his child, his sheep. By water and his word, he cleansed you of sin, sealed you with his Holy Spirit, and gave you the gift of faith in Christ. And he claimed you as a sheep in his flock, his holy Christian church. By his word, you were joined to your good shepherd as a branch is joined to the vine. Again, you did nothing to make this happen. When God chose you and converted you from a goat to a sheep, he claimed you as one he had known and elected from eternity. Such is the wonder of his grace and mercy in Christ. So also, it is by his word that he continues to keep you as his own. You see, the spirit who called you by the gospel is the same spirit who keeps you in the one true faith. By his word, the Holy Spirit calls you to repentance and absolves you through the office of the holy ministry. So also by his word, the called ministers of Christ preach to you Christ's word and feed you Christ's body and blood in and under bread and wine for the forgiveness of your sins and the strengthening of faith. In this way, God makes sheep out of goats and keeps them in his church, his sheepfold of grace. But now, what about those goats? How does one become a goat? Well, again, all people are born Goats. Thanks to Adam and Eve, we all inherit their original sin. Remember, it's a simple equation. Sinner plus sinner equals more sinners. No one can be born holy, pure, and righteous in God's sight. The only one that ever was was Christ Jesus, and he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. God's word reveals that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We sin because we are sinners. Ever since the fall into sin, unbelief is mankind's default setting. We cannot save ourselves from our sinful condition, nor did we want to be saved. This is easily seen by the fact that so many people scoff at God's word of law and gospel. As St. Paul teaches, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. And King David, he laments this reality in Psalm 14 when he writes, The fool says in his heart, There is no God, they are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. That is bleak. This is why God had to act to save us. This is why God had to be the one who not only saved us from sin, death, and hell, he has to make us his own. In other words, he makes goats into sheep. But here's the deal. God does not force us. God allows goats to remain goats. By the word, the Holy Spirit calls goats to become sheep, and the goats can reject. Sadly, many do. As our Lord Jesus said to the chief priests, elders, and Pharisees in the temple during Holy Week, many are called, but few are chosen. By his word, God makes sheep out of goats. By the faithful preaching and teaching of his word and administration of his sacraments, God keeps his sheep in the sheepfold, in the church. We heard of this just two weeks ago on Reformation Sunday. Jesus said, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth And the truth will set you free. Those who have faith in Jesus abide in the green pasture of his word and sacraments. Those who reject Jesus reject his word and sacraments. In this truth, there is also a word of warning for complacent sheep. Rejecting Christ's word and sacraments, even by apathetic neglect, can slowly but surely lead to callous unbelief. Therefore, do not stray from the flock. Stay near to Christ, your good shepherd. Hear his voice in his word. Be fed by his pierced and risen hands at his holy table. Stay near to Christ and pray that the Spirit keeps you in his fold. You see, it is by their continual and unrepentant rejection of his word in their earthly lives that goats remain goats and are sent into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and all his angels. Folks, it really is simple. Faith in Jesus saves, unbelief condemns. Let he who has ears to hear, hear. And so it is our prayer that the Holy Spirit would prevail upon all who hear the pure preaching of Christ's saving word. Now, we've heard about the sheep and the goats, but there's still that long list of good works that Jesus speaks of. What's the deal with that? Well, let's hear that part of the lesson again. You see, after placing the sheep on his right and the goats on his left... King Jesus says to the sheep, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Now, does this mean that the sheep are saved by their good works? Not at all. No. Rather, those sheep... They simply live their earthly lives doing what Jesus' sheep do. They humbly love and serve their neighbors in faith, in Christ. Now, does this mean that every one of Christ's sheep will perform supernatural miracles or become perfectly selfless and generous in this life? No. It simply means that the good works done by believers, no matter how feeble, no matter how unimpressive they may appear to human standards, are pleasing to Jesus and are accepted by Him. In fact, the righteous sheep don't even realize what they've done. Just listen to the response of the sheep in the gospel lesson. Then the righteous will answer Him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you in sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to the one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So it is the good works done in faith are pleasing to God. But what about those goats? Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to the one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Can you hear the scoffing tone of the believers? Even as they stand before Christ as their judge on the last day, they do not believe his word. They know he is right in his judgment, and they still refuse to believe the word spoken by Christ, the word made flesh. Folks, the sobering fact is that a great number of charitable people will go to hell. Some of the world's great philanthropists will go away into eternal punishment. Why? Unbelief. That's why they rejected Jesus as Savior. Salvation has nothing to do with you earning it by your works and everything to do with faith in Christ Jesus who worked salvation for you. In God's eyes, there is no such thing as a good work done apart from faith in Christ. As the book of Hebrews says in chapter 11, verse 6, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Dear sheep of Christ, good works flow from faith. They flow out of faith. We do not love and serve our neighbors in order to be saved. Rather, we love and serve our neighbors out of thankfulness that we are saved. And again, this is probably going to look really feeble by human standards, but nonetheless, these good works done by Christ's sheep in faith are well-pleasing to your Savior. You see... By God's grace, he has taken unbelieving goats and made us into his righteous sheep through faith in Christ. Out of compassion, love, and mercy, Christ Jesus knew you before the foundation of the world and resolved to save you. In his first coming, he took on human flesh to die and rise for you. In his great love, he was beaten, crucified, and raised from death for you. In holy baptism, Christ chose you. He set you apart from the unbelieving world and made you one of his own. You are his beloved child, his beloved sheep. You are his, and he is yours. You are God's beloved and forgiven sheep, his holy child by faith. And so, therefore, beloved sheep, abide in his word and sacraments. For your good shepherd has provided them as your green pasture. Receive His forgiveness in His absolution and Holy Supper and rejoice in His goodness. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Live in repentant faith, ever clinging to your Savior and hope. And with the help of His Spirit, love and serve those around you and confess His name to your children, your children's children, and to your neighbors. Rejoice in His grace, for it is beyond reckoning. And look forward to his glorious return. Amen. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, so rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit. That ever mindful of the end of all things and the day of your just judgment we may be stirred up to holiness of living here and dwell with you forever hereafter. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For perseverance in the one true faith, that Christ's sheep would await his return, and fervent faith, hope, and love, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For an increase in Christian love and charity in this and every place, that the Holy Spirit would lead us to feed the hungry, give water to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, and visit the sick and imprisoned. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have for the pure proclamation of God's law and gospel, that unrepentant scoffers would be led to despair of their pride, lust, and foolishness, and trust in Christ alone for forgiveness and salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For strength in the Holy Spirit to resist temptation and walk in the good works He has prepared for us beforehand, that believing His holy word, we may lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord for our elected officials and all in authority over us, that mindful of the imminent return of Christ our judge, they would lead with humility and serve with godly wisdom for the benefit of all people. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For faithful pastors who follow in the train of Christ's apostles, that they would preach the whole counsel of God's word. For Matthew, our Synod president, Lee, our district president, Glenn, our circuit visitor, and all who serve in the office of of the Holy Ministry, that they may proclaim the saving gospel with boldness, clarity, and joy. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the weak among us, the sick or injured, the lonely and those recovering, especially Martha Draley, Chuck Taney, the Reverend Brian Thorson, John Mottman, Ron Lyon, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips, that God would protect and relieve them as they wait for the coming of the Son of Man. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For daily bread, thankful hearts, and the wise use of God's good gifts, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Once again, good morning and welcome to all of you on this uh, beautiful day that the Lord has given to us. A handful of announcements as we continue with our morning. Uh, First, of course, that since we had our voters meeting, you can find financial reports uh, and copies of the proposed budget available on the glass case. Uh, And also I want to make note the flowers that we have this morning, these beautiful flowers. Those are given to the glory of God in celebration of Joe and Hiles' 50th anniversary. So thanks be to God for that. As we look ahead at the week here, uh, of course, Sunday School and Bible Study Following Worship. This Wednesday has our midweek school schedule, as you can see it there in the bulletin. And Thursday at 6, we have our handbells practice. Uh, Thanksgiving cards, they're available in the the library, so contact Louise if you have any questions. Uh, And the Trinity Women's Group. So a week from today, Sunday, November 20th, uh, will be the Hands of Mercy event. And today is the last day to make nominations. So if you have any nominations for anyone, who would love to receive a warm meal, even if they would say, no, no, that's not necessary. Nominate them anyway. Uh, Those nominations are due today, so please talk to Nan. Thanksgiving Eve service is Wednesday, November 23rd at 7 p.m., so I hope to see you all there as you are able. And then uh, November Theology on Tap, I bring this up a week earlier than I usually do because there's a schedule change as there is uh, whenever we have our month with council and voters. So uh, Wednesday, um, or I'm sorry, uh, ladies, Tuesday, November 22nd at 7, that's unchanged for you. That's normal. But for men, uh, Tuesday, November 29th, so a week after the ladies, the men will meet at uh, 7 p.m. Anything that I may have missed? All right, well, seeing nothing, uh, God's peace be with you as you go into the coming week, knowing that you are his beloved and forgiven child of grace, his sheep in Christ. I'll greet you at the door.